Hello, hello and welcome. We are back. It is Trucking Answers, the podcast, but you know it's a podcast because you're listening to it. This is the way to get Trucking Answers only through your ear holes and not any other holes. And uh, speaking of that, we'll be talking about something similar to that a little later in the show. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm here today with my co-host, Gracie was busy kneading a blanket into a loaf of bread on the couch, which I always thought was fascinating for cats to do, but she may chime in at any moment. Now, this has been voted the best trucking podcast by people that enjoy cold weather, so thank you very much for that. It is currently 21 degrees with possible snow later here at Trucking Answers headquarters in beautiful Lafayette, Indiana, USA. Now, today we are going to have some trucking news, some automotive news, and yes, a reason that we are not on Mars, and I will get to say some funny words, which I will chuckle at because I'm still nine years old. We still are in 39 countries only. I say only, like, that's not amazing. Like, you could put out a podcast and be in 39 countries around the world. That's crazy to even think that, but it is true. And because of a later story, we're going to to, uh, look at Great Britain, the United Kingdom, We have 18 downloads there in uh, the UK. I love your cars, especially the ones made in crew. So huge fan of that. All that kind of stuff. 18 downloads, and we'll see why this is a little bit later today in the podcast. Big advocate of freedom, of course. And I want to talk about that today. I don't know if you've seen this in New York City. I did talk about this on my wildly successful and possibly Grammy nominated live show that goes every Monday at 1230 p.m. Eastern time on the YouTubes. All right. We discussed the New York City vaccine mandate by Bill de Blasio, the mayor. Okay, the mayor can apparently make you do things. Actually, none of these government officials can make you do things. Remember, unless you go do them. All right. If you run down there with pitchforks, right, and torches, maybe that wouldn't happen either way. Every employee in New York City would be required, and I thought it'd be only the first shot, to be fully vaccinated by December 27th. Now, that doesn't mean if you come into the city from outside, you have to be working for a for a New York City employer. And that can be, it doesn't matter where you live, you can drive in from Connecticut or whatever. So if you actually work for a trucking company that's based in New York City, you may have a problem. This applies to all employers, all employers. And I ha- and I at least have a little more respect for this rather than the uh, Biden one because it says employers that have 100 or more. Look, if it's as bad as they say, then they should want everyone to get it. There shouldn't be it shouldn't be based on an employer. It should be everybody. Really? I mean, then I can at least respect what they're saying. They're saying it's so bad, everybody has to go get it. But to make it employer, so people that are unemployed, um, people that are disabled that can't work, people that are retired, or people that just don't work, they they can't spread it. See, these kind of disingenuous mandates, which I think are not even constitutional, are ridiculous. Ridiculous. And be, even if, even if we all agreed Everybody agreed, 100% of the planet agreed that this is the best thing to do. You don't mandate it. That isn't freedom. It doesn't matter if we agree. If you agree with it, go get it. You don't get to mandate that on someone else because you 
agree with it. And that goes right along with some goofball in Illinois that's proposed a law there. Who knows? Illinois, every governor goes to jail there, so who knows? This is not a governor thing. That if you go to the hospital and you're unvaccinated, you get to pay all your hospital bills. <laughs> Insurance doesn't have to cover any of your bills. Because uh, you're unvaccinating, you're the problem, you're bad, right? This is what we're doing. We're separating people by by that. And I don't know, as an aside, I don't know if you saw this, in Germany, of all places, Germany, there was a picture of this. There's a grocery store, there's a fence down the middle of the grocery store. Vax, unvax. Number, the fence has holes in it. I don't know, people don't know anything about science. Is this what we're doing now in Germany? We fence people off? Wow, how quickly we forget things. But Illinois, back to Illinois. So you're unvaxxed, you got to pay all your bills. What about if you're fat? What if you smoke? What if you eat steak more than two times a week? I mean, this is kind of social engineering. It's just ridiculous. You know, if people thought, I think there is pretty much consensus that smoking is probably bad for your health. Even people that smoke will say, yeah, yeah it's probably not good for me. All right, should should we not have smoking then? All right, should we ban smoking? But we don't. The thing is, we don't. I don't hear anybody talking about that. There's general consensus about that and not talked about. So this kind of stupid thing where we social engineer and we separate people, it's just ridiculous. Freedom comes with risks. It comes with risks. You don't mandate something on someone else. De Blasio or anybody else. He should be run out of office. The thing is, he's out of office at the end of the month. Isn't that convenient? He's probably going to run for governor. That's what he's talking about in New York. I don't know why people live in these places. Okay, You get the government that you elect. So get down there and elect a different government and you'll get a different outcome. In that same vein of freedom, we remember today Colonel Edward Shames, the last surviving member of the original Band of Brothers, if you ever saw that movie. Okay, he was 99. He recently passed away. This is a guy that didn't take any crap, basically, from anybody, from what everybody said. And here's the thing. This is also somebody that didn't go hide in a safe space because somebody said words to him that made him hurt. Okay, you cannot have a country unless you have people like this man and others like him that are willing to put it all on the line to protect and save freedom. That's what's important. We cannot have people that go hide because they're upset or because they're offended. You're never going to have a country when you have people doing that. So cut off your hair buns, right, and go throw out your skinny jeans and let's get to work on freedom. Today we also remember 80 years ago, today 80 years ago, December 7th, 1941, Pearl Harbor was attacked by the Japanese. And I got to tell you, are you speaking Japanese today? No. That's right. right. So we remember Pearl Harbor Day today as uh, we roll right along with the podcast. I have to tell you, in one of the dumbest things I've ever heard, Eyes on 94, which we talked about on the live show, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, and Ohio are participating in increased patrols on I-94 this week so that, um, you know, we can reduce accidents and uh, this kind of thing. Eyes on 94, yes. So if you're in Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, or Ohio on I-94, there'll be increased patrols this week. Look, I don't write this stuff. 
and I don't participate in this stuff. I just can't believe it. I don't understand it. But, uh, you know, there it is. There it is for all the world to see. In a somewhat ironic twist in Munster, Indiana, Munster on I-94, all right, there was an accident, and here we go again with a truck parked on the shoulder. Now, <laughs> the funny thing is, I guess it's not too funny, but the truck is full of meat, and it was hit by a truck hauling salt, which is super funny, because I assumed that they had just a bunch of jerky laying around on the road or whatever. Okay, I look, I found that quite humorous. Caused a huge accident, backups for hours. I think, you know, I see this all the time at night, especially people pulled on the sh shoulder. Probably only half the time do people even have their blinkers on. Okay, they're just sitting on the shoulder. I think there should be increased patrols for that. Every truck, as soon as they're pulled over on the shoulder, boom, an officer stops. If there's not a problem with the truck, it should be arrested. Okay, this is causing tons of accidents. It is illegal to use the shoulder except for an emergency situation. I've seen people pulled on the shoulder half a mile from an exit. Go off the exit ramp. Get off of the interstate. It is dangerous. People are not paying attention to anything. They're tired. Drivers way overdrive themselves because they're unpaid. Uh, you know, they're not paid properly, so they have to work. They think that they have to work all these hours, 14, 16, 18 hours a day, and they're just running into everybody. And here's another incident of this. And this isn't caused by a car. Four-wheelers cause accidents. This, nobody caused this accident. Driver just plowed right in the back of a truck that is stopped on the shoulder, and he shouldn't have been stopped there because... There's no reason get off of the road. And now we have all this jerky, uh, you know, these links all over the place. And what are we supposed to do with that? So this has been a thing at BMW for a while. Now Stellantis, formerly known as Chrysler, is getting in on the bandwagon. They actually had a sales call about it for their stockholders and said, hey, look how much money we can make if we start doing this. What are they going to do? They're going to offer... Um, subscriptions basically you're gonna to have to subscribe to your car bmw is the leader in this garbage but it isn't just for like map updates any software update your car gets you'll have to pay for if you want the car upgraded to the latest version but it isn't even just that bmw is working on subscriptions to things like heated seats you know that button you have in your car? They're going to disable it unless you pay. They're going to disable features of the car unless you pay. You want navigation? Pay. You want heated seats, heated steering wheel? Pay. That blind spot monitor you got? Pay $3. You know, $2 for this, $3. Really? Stellantis says they can make $46 million a quarter extra just on this kind of stuff. Just on this and more as time goes on, as people accept it, it says, as they accept it. So it'll just be part of your purchase, probably, is how they'll work it in. So you'll have your car price of your, um, you know, Fiat 500 Pop Edition, <laughs> the canvas roof. And then also, hey, how would you like to add five years of heated seats and five years of a heated steering wheel? You know, uh, you know, here's three years of this navigation here's a two years of software updates stuff like that what the heck i am not subscribing to heated seats okay th that kind of stuff is just part of the car and it should be on uh, the thing is what they don't offer there is monthly which is brilliant 
because I would not subscribe to the seats in the summertime then. And I think they would get less money out of it. But I guess people, when they buy a car, they don't think anything about it. A lot of people, and I know this from selling cars, they don't look at the paperwork. They don't look at anything. They don't look at the car. They don't even test drive the car. People just sign, oh, here, sign this. Okay, let me sign. And they sign up for everything. And then later they're like, wow, I can't believe I signed up for all these different things. I have to uh, subscribe to my seats. Yeah, you can't turn your passenger seat. You didn't subscribe. You only got the driver's seat uh, subscription. So your passenger's got to sit there in the cold. This kind of stuff. Look, I, if they could, they'd probably subscribe to the sunroof opening and stuff like that. I don't know if they can disable that kind of thing. This moonroof, really, right? Uh, because you can see through it. So just ridiculous. This kind of stuff. Now Stellantis. So pretty soon that expensive, you know, $74,000 pickup truck, which there's one sitting at Ford right now. I can't believe it. You also are going to have 20 or $30 a month of subscriptions and that thing. So you can turn the seats on and maybe some other features that you might want, you know, the trailer tow thing or whatever, all that kind of stuff. It's each going to be a subscription package because with the cars all being connected, they can turn them on and off remotely and then pay your bill. Boom. Oh, why am I getting cold? Oh, crap i forgot to pay the heated seat bill this month yikes this is all garbage it needs to end immediately do you have a car back in back in the day as they say which for some people was 2000 or whenever it doesn't matter remember that car you used to have that you really liked what car was that well you know i had a chrysler 300 a 1971 this was the last year for the 300 for some time. It was a non-letter car. The 300 draws lettered cars, not in 71. It was basically a two-door New Yorker. This had the 440 in it, 375 horsepower, 440 TNT engine, four barrel, 375 gross horsepower, by the way. That's gross. The fill cap was under the license plate. Instead of a column on a shifter it was on the floor with buckets mine was red white buckets white top just a gigantic car and i just love that car it had the full grill across the front so the ends of the grill closed over the headlights and full width taillights which are the all the rage now and this car had that then too i had this car many years ago it's one of those cars that should have kept the only thing that really ever went wrong with it is and the uh, voltage regulator went bad. So as you would speed up, the headlights got brighter and the uh, tape player, if somebody had installed the tape player, would speed up and then slow down. And that was an easy fix just on the firewall on Chrysler's, a couple of screws and unplug it and you're ready to go. Used a lot of gas. I would get around six or seven in town and cruising down the highway, you could get 12, 13 really uh, for the car. These non-letter cars were the end of the series. No catalytic converter that was coming up soon. So full-powered car. Do a burnout all the way across an intersection, but not super fast, really. I can't find any good stats on the car, but I did find some stats for an Imperial, a 1971 Imperial LeBaron, and that was 0 to 60 in 12.1 seconds. <laughs> and that had the same type of setup. So this car probably slightly lighter at, you know, 5,000 pounds maybe. Could have pushed, uh, you know, a little over 10 seconds to 60. This is the thing. We think back and think, oh my gosh, these cars were so fast. They weren't. 
All right, yeah, it had the torque to uh, to spin the tires, but you just couldn't get that car down the road, which is too big. And the three-speed, 727A three-speed from Chrysler, which was an indestructible transmission, not the best for, you know, picking this thing up and hauling it down the road. Of course, no tack in it or anything, so no idea what the RPMs were. Uh, the red line on the car would have been 4,500 probably, maybe 5,000 at the most. Never really had too much of a problem with it. Those are the kind of cars that maybe we could use today. This had the Twilight Sentinel headlights as well, so as it got dark out, it would turn the headlights on. Amazing, amazing for a car that is that old power antenna with a button that you could move it up and down in case you went through a car wash. Just really something. And maybe they could bring these back someday. Who knows what uh, what that will happen. I don't see that happening, though, with gas now. That gas then was under a dollar, so it wasn't as big of a problem as it is today. I did miss this part when I was talking about trucking. So let me get, let me get this because I wanted to... I wanted to talk about actual versus practical. There's an ad now for Leonard's Express. All right. And so what their ad says is get paid for all the miles you drive. We pay practical miles. Remember, practical miles are not paying for all the miles you drive. It's kind of, you know, almost a dishonest ad. Basically, it's not really maybe not purposely, but it's certainly not true to get paid for all the miles you drive. You need to get paid hub miles. All right. And we don't see very many companies paying that a few. There are a few but not a lot. Practical miles are not all the miles you drive. They are all the miles that the load pays to you, which is probably close, sometimes very close. And sometimes you actually do better on it. I've seen where you actually beat the miles you drive by a little bit, depending on how far the load is on practical. But regardless of that, to get paid all the miles you drive, they need to pay hub miles. So straight off the odometer, write it down at the beginning of the week, end of the week, and you get paid. I don't see companies doing that, and that's not this place either. I don't think they should put out practical miles as saying, these are all the miles that you get paid, because it really isn't. It's them saying, this is probably what the miles of the load are. It's very close, and we're going to pay you this amount. If they were going to pay all the miles you drive, the load wouldn't come with any miles on it, or it wouldn't come with paid miles. It would just say it's probably this many miles, but... When you handing your miles, that's how much we'll pay you. And that's not what I see companies doing. So I don't like to see these kind of ads. You should always remember that when you're looking at an ad, read every single word of the ad because they word things. And the people running the ad probably don't even know what they're saying. It's very likely someone doing the ad is either a recruiter or some higher up pinhead at the place. And they have no idea what they're talking about. They just don't have any ideas. So that's the problem with doing that kind of stuff. I think now it's time for us to get on the Concorde and fly to the United Kingdom because we have a story and a reason why we're not on Mars. Do you know why we're not on Mars? Because there's a bunch of dumb, idiot, stupid people that waste our resources here and we can't ever get to the red planet. So as we enjoy our in-flight magazine and half a cup of Coke, we land in the United Kingdom for our story where we find a dude in his pace in his basement apartment which is cinder block with no windows he's sitting on a metal folding chair in front of a card table watching a five inch black and white television presumably of benny hill reruns and he says you know what 
I need to clean this place up. And so uh, as he starts cleaning it up, in between that and the next few minutes, we then find our cleaner somewhere at a UK hospital. Why did he go to the hospital? Well, that is a story for the ages. This is ripped from the headlines, as they say in the news recently. You may have seen it. He shows up at the hospital and explains to the physicians that he has a mortar stuck in his rectum. Isn't that something? It is a 57 millimeter mortar. And um, it's from World War II. Now, here's the thing. I get to say a bunch of funny words and laugh here because it's part of the story. And that's what you do when you are a news journalist. So he says, basically, I got this mortar up here. And what probably happens, I can only imagine, is that they take an x-ray. And then the doctors come and slap that x-ray up on that thing on the wall, turn the light on. They look at that. They look at each other, and then they look at him. That's how that would go. Now, I want to tell you that the size of this artillery shell is 170 millimeters by 57 millimeters. The problem is no one knows what that is because we live on Earth and don't have all these fake numbers. But me, for you, I converted these numbers to freedom units. 170 millimeters long is 6 point seven inches and it is 57 millimeters wide which converts to two and a quarter inches and it is somewhere in his buttocks so he says well you know i was cleaning up my dingy dank apartment with a light hanging from a string and i fell you know because <laughs> you know these shells are always sitting around <laughs> on their end, apparently, and you fall when you're cleaning naked, I guess. And uh, it goes where no shell has gone before or has it. We don't know. So they have to call the bum squad to get it uh, to get them to get it out of there. And they find out it is inert, which is good for all of us, because this this would be explosive diarrhea that you don't want. All right, believe me, they take it out and apparently he's going to make a full recovery. They did not name him, which is probably a good for that person, although people are probably trying to find his name. Would be an interesting story to tell your friends if it had happened in World War II, not in your dank apartment. Meanwhile, the National Health Service in uh, the UK has to waste their time to remove this thing. Now, the question is, do we believe the story? Who knows? Who knows how things go where they go? I will say they had a picture of, I don't know if it was actually the offending object. I can't imagine one that's uh, 70 years old looking pristine. Maybe. Maybe you polish it up. Who knows? Who knows how these things happen? But this person hopefully will not uh, go to Mars with us with their explosives because we can't waste all the time bringing all this extra weight with us that we don't need on the red planet he goes home oh they kept the explosive device even though it was inert they kept it so he didn't get it back disappointing odds are there are similarly shaped objects 
in his apartment that he may fall on in the future. Just the thought, just thinking, thinking out loud about it, right? That's probably what's going to happen. He won't be on Mars, but maybe the rest of us can be, right? If you have any reason why we're not on Mars or anything else, please send it to me, Mark, at truckinganswersnation.com, and we'll get it on the podcast, which is Tuesday, Friday so far, as soon as possible. Until then, watch out a little snow today. Keep it between the lines. That's what the big riggers say. And we'll see you on the next podcast.